0: Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link, a podcast where we help you uncover what's missing in your health. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Sherwood, today it is my distinct honor to bring on a guest that I've learned to love and appreciate so much, Comedian Nazareth. Thank you, my friend, for joining us. I appreciate
1: it. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Dr. Mark. You've been a blessing uh, to my life since we met a couple years ago in Maui. Yeah, so we
0: struck up a friendship there, didn't we?
1: Yes, I mean you're, I mean you you like the full the full picture of <laughs> of of man. You know, you're healthy. You're you're a you're a bodybuilder. You're a, a SWAT team member. I mean, you, it's just so interesting to to listen to you and to you know. I heard you on stage when you were on stage speaking, and the audience was just amazed. And then uh, just our uh, one-to-one is really amazing. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So
0: I want to just jump right in. I mean, you make people laugh. And um, the Bible, you know, to some watching this podcast might be just a good book. They might even not believe it's God's word. We believe it's God's word. But regardless, there's some wonderful principles there. And one of the scriptures that I, I really like that really applies what we're doing is Proverbs 17:22, which says a cheerful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones some translations instead of a cheerful heart use laughter is good medicine
1: what are your what's your top take on that well i think of it if we want to talk good medicine and god mentioned medicine god created us and you know better than others there's the mag the and the brain which secretes endorphin and cortisol right yeah So, well, uh, a good medicine will be the endorphin that kicks in. So when you laugh, uh, you know, your body will secretes endorphin, which makes you cheerful and upbeat. And, uh, you know, uh, your immune system is stronger. I'm Mm -hmm. talking to the, you know, you should be telling me (laughs) about that and and all the stuff that make you feel, uh, put you in a good mood. So it is a good medicine where, uh, you know, uh, when the cortisol is just, Put you down the pressure. So yes, God meant it. He created us. He created the hormones that in our bodies and what they do. And uh, it is a good medicine. And it, uh, it does also, uh, I think, you know what, uh, doctor, uh, I did about almost over 4,000 shows in my career. And, four thousand uh, i've been i mean i used to do three shows a day and and uh, people after the show they come to the back of the table or back of the concert and they wait and they give you you either sign an autograph or they compliment you, your show the only compliment that really i i mean not the only but i mean this one really hit me i finished this show i think it was in southern california And there was this like almost 85 year old woman with a cane just walked slowly to me and she goes honey i've been fighting cancer for five years she said i've been in pain constantly she goes the last two hours i forgot about my pain because i'm feeling great (sighs) and it's like i almost i teared up man i I don't cry i'm not i'm from the Middle East. i don't cry but it was (laughs) just one of those like Oh, Lord. It's like, thank you, Jesus. So to me, that verse hit home right there. And then finding out later, I had a friend of mine. uh, She was in our Bible study, and she went to the hospital, and she got stage four cancer. So uh, she was going to clinic. And one time, you know, I was praying for her and talking to her, and she goes, now, do you know that they're playing your DVDs at at the cancer centers in Southern California when you go do your chemo for a couple hours? They're playing you. I was like, wow, that's an honor to know that. So, yes, there is is that laughter is a good medicine. It's a good medicine.
0: It's interesting. There is some studies out there that indicate that laughter therapy has helped people recover from disease. And now that's interesting because you didn't know that before I asked you that question. And so that's a very true therapeutic treatment to help relieve pain tension, burden, and bring about resolve of function of the body. So I think we can infer by what we know from science and what you just observed and what powerful testimony that when we laugh, those endorphins are healing for our body. Would you agree?
1: Yes. And there was a guy named, I I forgot his last name, but Dr. Norman, Norman, something where many years ago he had a chronic disease illness and they said there's no hope for him so he started watching funny videos every day and he said for every 10 minutes of laughter he was getting about an hour or two hours of no pain so mm. and he ended up uh, reversing the, the the chronic illness so that's that's wonderful I'm glad that so you can call me Dr. Nazareth
0: I'm gonna call you Dr. laughter actually my <laughs> friend <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh you're you're one of the funniest guys i've watched you um a couple of times obviously in hawaii uh, it's the first time we met but um you just had everybody rolling and one thing my friends that i want you to know about this man is he is so talented that and i've watched you do that snoring routine thing you know which is funny even though people have seen it before they wanted you to do it again and so it's still funny and and i think people appreciate that let me kind of twist the gears a little bit, you know, you're a funny guy. And I know it takes a lot to perform. You know, I get that because I'm a performer of sorts when I go and speak, but what's the source
1: of the passion that drives you? Where does that come from? Mm. You know what, Dr. Mark, I use, I was a comedian before I was a Christian and I am a Christian. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not shaming I'm a Christian. And yep. what happened is that I used to be in the clubs in Hollywood and uh, NBC was, uh, they wrote, a, they're writing a sitcom for me called Fish Out of Water and the Eastern Man in America and all. And I was doing the clubs, uh, improv, the top. Th- clubs in the country and touring. And then, uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine, a comedian invited me to church. And when I went to church, I just, it's like one of those like uh, moments in my life where I found out this is exactly what I was looking for. I thought it was fame and money and and making people love me and all that. But it was, you know, I wanted, you know, what the, Jesus, I wanted Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. and from that moment on, I decided, I called my management, I quit comedy. I said, I'm done, I don't want to do comedy and a week later a week later i just felt you know a pastor the pastor of the church he said you know what uh, naz why can't you do comedy clean and for the law i said you can't do that he said yeah you can god created humor satan perverted it so i said okay so i started doing comedy. from that moment the trajectory of my career have changed my goal is every time i go on stage I wanna be able to give people what was given to me. For example, mm-hmm. let's say you have a, a a severe headache and I, or I have a headache, or, and you come in, going it's like, you know what, take this little chamomile herb and boil it with water and put some ginger and you're gonna feel great.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I, you know, I go home and after years of headaches and migraine, I try this formula and it heals me. What's the chances of me next time I meet someone who's going, oh, my migraine is killing me, or my kid's migraine, she's dead all day, she can't go to school because she has migraine. How dare I not offer them the same thing that was offered to me for free? So when I'm on stage, even though sometimes I can't mention, you know, Christ mm-hmm. and what's done for me, I want to offer people that was offered to me. And uh, there was a, you know, the personality from Good Morning America, Kathy... Kathy Gifford. Kathy Lee Gifford, right. Kathy Lee Gifford. She said, uh, we have the cure for the malignancy of the heart. We do have the cure of the malignancy of the heart. And it was given to us for free. And so Mm -hmm. that's what what fuels me. So when I go on stage, I want to make people laugh. That's number one. I wanna make you laugh hard, I want you to hurt, I want your sides to hurt, I want your jaws to hurt. Why? Because that's my job. I, you, know, I am, you know, if someone comes to your, uh, you know, to your uh, institute doctor, your goal is to do your job, what you're great at. Mm-hmm. This is my goal, number one, I wanna do my job. Number two, I wanna give them that chamomile with ginger that healed <laughs> me and healed my heart because I know there's people in the audience that have malignancy in their heart.
0: You know, I, I've said this before, and I, I believe it to be true. And it speaks to what you just said that physical manifestation of disease many times is brought on by spiritual brokenness. Mm. I, I think you would agree that that's a sign that spiritual brokenness is basically that malignancy of the heart. That that humor and laughter can sort of um, bring resolve and even healing. Right. Right. You know, and along those lines, um, obviously you you know the title of this podcast, Healthcare is Missing Link, you know. Um, and I I do think that we've talked about this, that the reason you're here because I think that laughter is is part of this process and it needs to be part of the process all the time. What is your assessment or take on America's, maybe even the world's health status right now?
1: Mm. Well, you know what, Uh, a few years ago I was asked by Kaiser Permanente to be in a conference for uh, GI doctors, uh, gastrointestinal, and I was asked to give them an update on the state of the health in the Middle East, especially Hmm. especially in Egypt where there's millions of people would have the, what do you call it, that uh, C, it's in the liver, what's, hepatitis? uh Hepatitis C. Yeah, hepatitis C, and then you, you look at the Middle East, and you see a lot of people in the Gulf area where they have a lot of money. That a lot of younger people are having heart attacks and dying because of lack of work and the kind of food that they're consuming. Now, I think in America, uh, we—I mean, BC, which is before coronavirus. <laughs> uh, you know, I, want, I don't well, want to know what AD is at this yeah, point. AD. <laughs> <laughs> after dr berg i don't know there you go uh, the, the before it was the um, you know thanks to to people like yourself and and your wife and others that teaching us how to eat healthy so there's a goal that we are trying to eat healthy you know and uh i i just, I just uh, talk about my wife is doing this intermittent diet where she only eats like from uh, 11 in the morning till six in the afternoon mm-hmm. Right, and because I want to eat, I joined her in that. So, But I start on uh, Eastern time and end on Pacific time. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone is on a diet somewhere. Uh, yep. but, so, so America is getting healthier. Now, as far as this, um, with the coronavirus, the best thing that happens out of it is we're a lot cleaner now. You know, our restaurants, you know, me and you travel a lot in hotels yep. and airplanes. They're a lot cleaner right now. So that's a good thing for us. But health, and, uh, but I think uh, anxiety right now is really hurting people. Anxiety and depression and all that, that's, that's hurting people. So I want to encourage people, you know what? Uh, fear not, be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what a good word. Told, the creator told us. So I think we are, we all healthier than before than we were before and we are healthier than a lot of other nations you know not just third world countries i mean i've been to haiti to the gaza strip and these are third world countries it's horrible but as a as a you know as a nation we, we are healthier than most countries i think mm-hmm. but still we are the junk food capital of the world you know what I mean? <laughs> because i think you know what this is what i'm thinking if we should have like uh junk food companies and uh, Medication company the companies that make medicine, just join together. We have something like lepator fries, <laughs> Zantac, Calupa, insulin fried apple pie. <laughs> but that's, that's what I think. I think we should mix them together because we do want junk food, but at the same time... <laughs> We I think
0: that would serve each other well because they would create business for each other. I think that's a great a great merger. So if you're listening, big pharma, why don't you join with big fast food and big food, and you guys can form this gargantuan uh, company that would just absolutely crush America and the world. Exactly. For it, while
1: you're eating your your double double, <laughs> you know your your heart is healing itself from the grease. So maybe we could put statin drugs in the soda. Yes. I think that's brilliant. I think we're brilliant. We're up to something. Uh, and this we, is copyrighted, we right? We're both we we, we, bo- we own the copyright on this now, right? Oh, come on, man!
0: Statin drug. I'm I'm serious. Instead of diet coke, it's statin coke. It's like
1: awesome. <laughs> <I think. laughs> hey, that's my uh, take on the health in America. We need <laughs> the pharma company to join with junk food. Oh, that's
0: funny. Well, what do you? I mean. Um, You know, we talked about this thing called comedy and laughter. And and the lady that shared with you, she's been in pain and all that. If if you had to, you know, come up with maybe, you know, two or three things, you say, you know, these things would help people, you know, to sort of be a
1: bridge towards better overall health. What would they be? Well, number one, uh, one of the things I personally do, let's say, for example, and I give examples, like, let's say one time I got a letter from the IRS. And it says, you know, I opened the letter and said, oh, you owe us like $5,000 from three years ago or four years ago. Right away, I went into the panic mode. It's like, oh, what? I don't have that money to pay him now. Why? What happened? What's wrong? I don't want to be, you know, they're going to audit me or all that. So, but I taught myself, like, whenever I hear some news that's not good or something, you know, I would remove myself. Remove myself. Mm -hmm. I would go to YouTube or at the time I put a CD for a friend of mine who's a comedian or just Mm -hmm. any clean comedy. And I just listened for 10 minutes and I started laughing. And when I started laughing uh, after I was done, my perspective on the issue was much uh, less like, Oh, it's not a big deal. I'm going to call my CPA. So I called my CPA and he goes, Oh, Naz, I'm aware of it. You know what? There was a mistake that we did ourselves, and we did the, an amendment to it. But I think they still didn't receive it. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to worry about. But mm. that doesn't mean. You know what? Laughter is like a Tylenol. It will not take <laughs> your pain. It will not take the. You know. It will. It will take your pain away. It will not cure you. But it will take the pain away for a while, so you have a time to relax or to adjust or to 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 look at it from mm-hmm. a different perspective. And that's what happens. You know, you're in so much pain, and you go, "Oh, it's getting worse. I'm going to die from this." Then you take the statin, you're feeling better for a few hours. You go, "You know what? It's not that bad. I will handle. Yeah. I need to go to the doctor." i love that so so basically escaping with
0: humor yes gives us time to get out of this thing that we're in whatever that
1: is and we can get to a different world and uh, daily and also daily i recommend to people to watch something funny something yep. funny and clean because sometimes you hear dirty stuff and you feel after you're done you feel a little dirty even though you laughed yeah but uh, but uh, clean stuff there's a lot on youtube there's a lot of great, funny stuff on YouTube, you can watch it and laugh and laugh. It's good. It's like an exercise for you.
0: Well, and speaking of that, you know, and this we, we, we did talk about questions. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here, but I think you can hit it out of the park. There's a fine line between dirty comedy and clean comedy. And I know that line is is sometimes gray, you know, right? So how,
1: how does... You're a professional. How do you navigate that line, Nazareth? It, that's a great question. Uh, it's what I uh, upload in my mind. What do I upload in, you know, in my mind is what's going to come out. So uh, if if I'm watching dirty stuff, if I'm, uh, you know, all I'm doing is watching dirty stuff and thinking dirty stuff, and stuff. even though if I'm trying to do clean comedy, uh, I would, There was uh, there's something it's it's not Mm -hmm. clean. uh, Where if I'm if you know I'm surrounded by people who don't cuss. I'm surrounded Mm -hmm. by people who's not talking about sex. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't watch that stuff anyway because you know I'm married. I have kids. I I don't. This is I'm a Christian. I don't watch that. Mm -hmm. But uh, so whenever I think of a joke, even though sometimes people might take it as oh that's risque, it's still they go well. Well this guy by watching his show you know he didn't mean it that way mm-hmm. so there is a fine line but it's what you load in your mind and it's how it, how it comes out will decide that that's that's awesome because i i've always wanted to ask a clean comedian
0: that question because i know like someone told you i believe you know or you probably had it in your mind as you said that you can't be funny and not be dirty but that's not true at all is it
1: I can pull my pants down and people will laugh, but after five minutes, they'll call the cops. Uh, (laughs) You know, dirty comedy is an easy way to make people laugh uh, because, you know, one of the main things in comedy that makes people laugh is uh, shock, which is a surprise. Surprise! so let's say for example you're you're walking you know you're going up uh, a mountain and i know you don't have mountains in oklahoma not many you can see your dog <laughs> run away for two weeks of, uh, but let's say you're going and all of a sudden the car is swerving and you're almost going to fall off the cliff and it's like ten thousand feet up and you're almost dying but then you swerve and you, and what's the first reaction you go <laughs> you're laughing why are you laughing it wasn't funny but it's a surprise. You were surprised. You were shocked, and and that's what made you laugh. A lot, some comedians depend on that shock value to get to the surprise. Where you can get to the surprise by writing some good humor. Like ah, uh, I do a joke about uh, my wife. I said, you know what? Being from the Middle East, you're taught to be narcissist as a man. You grew up. You watch this. The men, their authority, the wife is cooking every single day for them, and they do that. And I told my wife, I said, Honey, uh, just because I'm militia, I don't want you to think I want you to cook every single day, you can take Sunday off. <laughs> and see what, the reason you laugh because it was a surprise. I was it thinking was one direction, like you don't have to cook for me at all. It was take Sunday off. Now, oh, he's still said but so that's 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 a little harder than just shocking someone and saying the f-word or saying something yeah. you go oh I'm not used to hearing this oh you start laughing
0: how yeah. do you how do you come up with your material I mean that's interesting I mean is it just is it natural
1: to you well sometimes like today this morning I was on a, on a, a podcast with a gentleman that was uh talking about our situation and political correctness. And he goes, um, you know what? I'm a, I'm a white male who feel, uh, I have white privilege and I feel guilt, white guilt and all that. So I asked him, I said, how long you've been, uh, f- you know, feeling white privilege? He goes, about 10 years. I said, well, it's probably gray by now. You need to use dye detergent to wash your white privilege so it stays shiny and nice. And he died laughing and it was just a joke that came out of the blue. It's, 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 you know, we didn't change the issue that it's not political. It's mm-hmm. just, but that's things that come up. Sometimes it doesn't and you have to start, you know, I have to look at a blank page, but you train yourself every morning. I'm going to write every day, regardless of what topic. I'm going to just keep writing so my brain gets used to writing. And most of it is junk I can not use. But, you know, sometimes there's this good nugget. Or, for example, last week I was doing the same thing. We were doing a yeah. Zoom call. But they asked me to speak to a group of seniors at the church on Zoom. Which was funny. I said, "You know what? They need it. I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to encourage them." So we, so they, they, we went in a Zoom, and you know, one guy's one ear is showing, the other guy is his forehead. The third <laughs> one is a leg, the other one is just putting the phone on her on her bosom, so on her lap. So you can only see is that. And I'm like, this is like a puzzle. If I move the boxes, I'm going to get one real person. <laughs> so stuff like
0: that just happens. So just you just learn how you've learned how to laugh at life. I guess, right? Even in the worst circumstances.
1: Yes, and that's funny because my wife will never take me with her to a funeral because that's when I start laughing. (laughs) Comedy kicks in. Everybody's quiet. Everybody's sad. I'm laughing. Because that's how I, you know, our emotions. Some people sing when they feel sad. Some people write poetry. Some people have a good speech. I, I start joking. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's, that's interesting that's funny you say that because uh as you know and as the listeners know as a former police officer and i remember you know seeing death and mm. uh, you know just real horrid um, scenes and i remember clearly using humor to deal with it you know and it's i just thought of that just now it's interesting i, I had never thought about it. i was just using it as a coping skill
1: and you it's know? not, it doesn't mean you're careless or you're no. emotional. No, it has nothing to do. It's just like, and that's why when I, people say, why are you laughing at this? I said, you know what? Just like if someone sang, if I started singing about it, would you think I'm okay? But now because I'm laughing, it's the same thing. That's how I respond to, to tragedy. So it's, it's, a, it's our way of coping. And so I think you would agree that um,
0: at the timing of this recording, we are in this pandemic we do need to laugh more now don't we more than
1: ever yes more than ever we yeah. do need to laugh and and think and just you know put things in perspective because uh we always think like you know sometimes people think you know what uh, the minute uh, their boss called and said we're cutting your hours they start visualizing the, visualizing themselves, looking in a dumpster, looking for food and going, I don't know how mm-hmm. to make those signs. I work for food. I don't know how to run a cart with three wheels, not working. And then, you know, your wife tells you, I don't like the way you're treating me. lately." you start thinking yourself in a court going, Oh, and she's keeping the kids and the house too. See, we always visualize the worst thing that's going to happen. And and that's why people just lose us. So you, when you put things in perspective, then, uh, then it's, you know, by laughing, you start laughing. I go, okay, Mm -hmm. that that makes sense. Uh, It's not that bad. If you laugh, it's not that bad.
0: I like that. So it's able to to cope. So, you know, you've done a lot of things in your life, a lot. What's the next big project that Naz, you're working
1: on? Hmm. Well, right now, as we speak, I'm doing a a daily uh, show on Facebook Live called the uh, what do you call, Live with Nas Quarantining in Corona, which is where I live, mm-hmm. Corona, California. So I'm doing that every weeknight just to encourage people, listeners, or people who watch. I'm just asking them, I'm asking the audience how to be funny. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one thing I'm working on. If this carries, if this whole thing carries and takes longer, I am working on a, on a program to communicate, how to communicate through humor. I used to I used to have a, a comedy crusade academy, which I used to teach people how to be funnier and how to speak better mm-hmm. and all that. So I, I might bring that in a virtual, I'm working on bringing that in virtually so people can train while they're having more time to be able to, to be better speakers, better communicators, and use humor in their their sales pitch, in their their sermon, in their whatever speech they have, or even in everyday conversation. So that's something I know I can do. I've done before. I have several comedians who are full-time doing it. So that's something I'm working on.
0: I like that. And what's the name of your uh, Facebook again? I want to hear that. Oh, it's Comedian Nazareth. Okay, I wanna see people go to there because uh, I've been on your uh, podcast before and you do a, just an amazing job, so really well, Having cool.
1: guests like you, yes, so thank
0: you. Oh, <laughs> well, man, I appreciate it. Um, you know, Nazareth, I think um, I want people to connect with you and I know you have different ways to do that. What is the best way to connect and how can people really um, become
1: a part of, of, of you? Well, the best thing for uh, for me is if they can go to my website, uh, ComedianNazareth.com, Comedian Nazareth, just like in the Bible or the rock and roll band, ComedianNazareth.com, <laughs> they can do that. Or also they can go to social media and put Comedian Nazareth and they, they can follow me that way. But on my website, it has an access to the podcast, access to mm-hmm. the show, a nightly show. And also I am... Um, I have a blog once in a while, just funny blogs. So that would be the way to reach me.
0: So it's comediannazareth.com And through that website, they can get all connected with you through all various social medias. Yes.
1: And I have books. I have a book called Hope in 24 Hours. also another book that's going to be on Audible uh, probably in the next week or so. It's called uh, You're So Funny Daddy, Learning How to Communicate with Your Children Using Humor, which is important. Oh, that's great. Because you know what, uh, Doctor Mark, when when uh, when a child sees his parents laughing, especially through the pandemic, there's a little peace in their heart going, "You know what? They're in. Con- they got it under control." I have That not- is
0: powerful. When are you going to come out with that? So so the, so the, the time-
1: book. Is, the book is available right now in paperback, but uh, Audible is going to be on Audible probably in the next week or so. Depending, Amazon or like the the the. the, the the king of the world, and you can't tell him when to do stuff. So we're waiting, you know, okay. if within a few weeks, it'll be unaudible. Audible. That's
0: amazing. So, you know, at the time of this um, podcast, as we've talked about, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Um, what are some just words of encouragement you would give people at this
1: time? Oh, that's, uh, you know what, I would... Uh... If you believe in the Word of God, if you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have to remember when He said to you in, Ma- in Matthew six, "Do not worry."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What by worrying, what can you add? To you know, you can't add to your status. You can't do any of that. You know, look at the birds, look at the flowers, look at that. You know, and it, you gotta take these words seriously. You gotta take these words seriously, okay? If if God is talking to you and telling you that, you know what can man? You don't you you think God didn't know about the coronavirus? You know? Do you think he didn't know? Uh, you know? If God loves you so much and he wants to protect you from the virus, you would die right now. You'd yeah. be in heaven right now. He would be like, okay, let's go. But the reason we get up in the morning, we're still breathing and our heart's still beating, is because God is not done with us and he has a plan for your life. And and that plan is not accomplished yet. And that plan is not swayed or changed because of a virus or anything. It's already there. And God knows. God knows your job situation. He knows your finances. He knows that. So as long as you're, like, connected to him, that's where you can have the peace that surpasses mm-hmm. all understanding. So I want to encourage people, just, you know, take God for his word. Give him a try. Give him a chance. And take him on his word. You know, if you... If, if someone calls you tomorrow and says, oh, you know what? I'm going to send you a $10,000 check. You take him to their word. You trust them. <laughs> you know they're going to do it. What if God is telling you, do not worry about anything? I got it. I got you covered. Mm. Why, why worry? And that's my that's what I always remind myself every day. God promised. Why am I alive today? Because there's something he's still not done with me.
0: That is... Um... One of the most powerful ways that someone has summed up any podcast. I think that's truly amazing. Um, you know, Nazareth, I want you to repeat one more time the name of that book you got because
1: I want people to get their hands on that. Uh, is, the book is called You're So Funny Daddy. You're So Funny Daddy learning how to communicate with your children using humor. It's not a comedy book, but it teaches you how to be more humorous. I did the interviews with thousands of men before writing the book. Mm. And a couple of the questions we asked, the first one was, was your father funny? And the second question was, what do you do to make your kids laugh? Uh, And, uh, or are you funny with your kids? We found out that almost... All, 90-some percent of the people that said my dad was funny, they were funny with their children. The ones that were not funny, that their dads were military style and stuff, 50% of them were just like dad. Mm-hmm. The other fifty percent at, deliberately attempted to change the, that and make and make them funny. And we found out that the, some people said, you know, one guy was saying, He said, you know what? I hated it every morning. My dad would come, wake me up to school, like, wake up, Valentine. And it's just just very annoying singing. Mm-hmm. And we asked him, so what do you do right now to make your kids laugh? He goes, I go in the morning, wake him up with the same song. It leaves a legacy. It leaves a legacy, and you know. Again, when when uh, when you come home and you are, you know, you, you know, you you not it doesn't have to be every single moment, every single day. You're not in the mood every day to laugh. But when your kids see you laughing, you're more approachable. If your son having hard or daughter having hard day with their friends, being being bullied at school, trouble, and then you come home and you're stressed out, they go, "I'm not going to add to his problem." But if you start letting, like, you know you wrestling with them, playing with them, talking to them, or just laughing with them. Hey, what, what's, look what's funny. Look at this YouTube video that I watched today. It's hilarious. You know what? They open up because they go, okay, dad is ready to communicate.
0: It's funny how laughter brings a change in the environment, doesn't it? Every single time it can. That's incredible because as we opened this uh, podcast, we talked about that scripture in Proverbs seventeen twenty two, And I, I used the line that, you know, some people may not really believe in God or may not believe God's word. But I think that with certainty that your uh, methods and your talents and your gifts have made that word come alive. Certainly, I think people are listening. They uh, now have a cheerful heart and it has been good medicine. And I think that we look at this crushed spirit. I think you have truly represented healing to to a crushed spirit today. So I appreciate you for being here. It's just, um, it's a great honor. And I can't thank you enough for being part of our partners.
1: Thank you for what you do, Dr. Mark. You're
0: amazing. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We'll have to do this again for sure. Anytime. Love it. Well, thank you friends for joining me on this uh, episode of Healthcare's Missing Link. Uh, The one thing I ask you to do after each of these um, episodes is to subscribe so you know what's coming next. Uh, You've worked very hard to achieve the best health. So don't let these hidden things that come in steal what you worked so hard for. We'll look forward to seeing you next week on our next episode of Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye-bye.